0: Welcome to Drinks and Disney Podcast, where I, Stina, sit down with a friend and have an in-depth discussion about a specific Disney movie while we enjoy two, three, four, five themed drinks. Part of the fun is the Instagram, at Drinks and Disney, so be sure to follow us there. Also, please rate us on iTunes and leave a fun review if you can. Enjoy! Yay! Today my guest is carolyn wright tell everyone what you do so
1: i am currently a receptionist at kind of like an entertainment advertising agency so we do a lot of work for tv shows and other things around hollywood yeah yeah
0: why are you in hollywood
1: to do the whole Hollywood thing. Yeah. Um. I want to direct and produce.
0: So okay. That's why I'm here. And here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um. So cool. Do you have like an Instagram people can follow? I too? do. My Instagram is Carolidoscope.
1: Like my name and kaleidoscope. Awesome. Yeah. Well, welcome. Thank you. We're
0: happy. To I'm have excited you. to be here. Yay! <laughs> this
1: is my first podcast.
0: Yay! So yeah, yeah. Um. So we're doing today. We're doing um. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. It's my first pseudo live action.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, i done totally only
0: animation yeah. up until now, mm-hmm. so that's exciting. It's also my first adult yes. movie. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, she's, she's a naughty girl, and that's why we're here. <laughs> the drink we're drinking, we'll talk about a little bit about that, yeah. is a cocktail of your design. Yes. Please tell.
1: Okay, so... It was very much inspired by the three main characters of the film. So the glass is inspired by Jessica Rabbit, especially her proportions. I feel like one of us is going to drop one of these glasses today. <laughs> 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 it's okay if it happens. I fully expect it to happen. Um, the drink itself is based off of a Manhattan, it's, but it's like a stripped-down Manhattan. It yeah. is just the whiskey and vermouth. If you want to go, like, super into the movie, you can get wild turkey whiskey. Or Maybe it's bourbon. It's one of the two. It's wild turkey, but that's what yeah. Eddie Valiant drinks mm-hmm. in the movie. And then the garnish on top is a marshmallow to represent Roger Rabbit, because he's white and fluffy and tends to interrupt things with his over-the-top sweetness.
0: The marshmallow certainly interrupts the drink. It does. It does not blend well. But it's perfect. I love the symbolism. Yeah. I love it. And it's called the... It's called
1: the Valiant. Mm -hmm. I came up with another one, too, called Dip, based off of the dip in the movie, and that was an absinthe-based drink where you shake the absinthe up with lemon juice, and egg white, and then you pour it in the glass, and the egg white kind of froths to the top, kind of like dip, but I don't like absinthe that much, yeah. so I didn't make that one. Yeah. yeah, but you could make it at home. You can. Let me know how it is. Yeah, well,
0: send us photos <laughs> yes. of your dip. It's super strong. It is. I'm uh, mm-hmm. just going to take another sip here. <laughs> me too. We also have our red Ooh. lip on. Mm-hmm. Our Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit lip. Red lip. <laughs> So, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1988? Which is when I was born. Were you born in 1988? I was born in 89. Gosh darn it! I know! I was so excited! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Classic film director. Made, like, all of our favorite movies. Yeah. Basically. Um, screenplay. My <laughs> yeah. Screenplay by Jeffrey Price and Peter S. Seaman. And then, based on... Who censored Roger Rabbit Yes. by Gary K. Wolf, which Carolyn um, attempted to read. I'm in the middle of it. She's in the middle of it. <laughs>
1: it's, it's good. She's I'm still attempting it. to I, read yes, it. I definitely intend to finish it. Um, and it's good. And it's actually a quick read. I just don't have a lot of time. But it's so wildly different from the movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I didn't feel like I had to finish it before this, because I started thinking about the differences, and I was like, talking about the differences is going to take us two hours. Another podcast. Another podcast. That's
0: another podcast. (laughs) I felt that way, but opposite for, I read, um, because Blade Runner is not my favorite thing. Me neither. But I loved the novel. Really? I loved it. Okay, I'm going to have to read it. Yeah, you should. I think you'll really dig it. Okay. They're both very
1: noir-ish. Very 1940s film noir. Yes, yes. Except Who Censored Roger Rabbit is not, like, the book. When does it take place? Not 100% sure, because Uh I started reading it, and I was picturing it in the 40s. And then, like, halfway through, I was just thinking, I don't think this is in the 40s. Like, there's a character in it that's this uh, female photographer. So at first Mm -hmm. I thought, like, okay, that's a little, like, future forward. But then when he meets her, he describes her as wearing denim. And I was like, well, you wouldn't be wearing denim unless you're, like, a farmer. Yeah, I know. And just things they talk about. I think it takes place, like, in modern times when it was written, so, like, the 80s. But it's a comic strip,
0: isn't it? Like, isn't isn't Roger a comic strip character? Yes. So they take pictures of the 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 cartoons for comic strips. For
1: comic strips, yeah. Interesting. But then there's a whole... That's like the main thing that they do, but then there's different parts of that. So like you find out Jessica did like sleazy comic oh, strips, yes. She did. and it's yes, yes so she did. and then they do mention cartoon characters like from animated cartoons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's
0: it's very interesting. Starring Bob Hoskins, mm-hmm. Christopher Lloyd, <laughs> Charles Fleischer stubby k i know <laughs> <laughs> joanna cassidy um and kathleen turner mm-hmm. oh i messed it up it's, fine. it's okay you said it right i know but i don't know what you're reading, that was but... one of my quizz- questions but i already whatever. knew it it's okay <laughs> i know but what's funny about kathleen turner as jessica rabbit mm-hmm. is that she's uncredited I know, which I think is so strange. Very, very. Strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, why? Right. Because now, all like, if you read anything about Roger Rabbit, they'll be like, and Kathleen Turner, uncredited. Yeah. As Jessica but Rabbit. But it's
1: not like she only says a few words. She's in it. She's the, the main whole time. character,
0: and also like, what? Which did she not want to be
1: associated with? She it, talks or... about how she likes it. Yeah. She's proud of the film, so I, I don't know. It's, it's very strange, and she was. I think, a star at the time. She'd been in she movies. Was huge. Like she was Yeah, yeah like
0: Romancing the she Stone and
1: all this stuff. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't know why she was uncredited. You
1: know,
0: um, budget, $50.6 a crazy budget for the time. Yeah. For the time. Okay. I
1: think when it was made, I don't think it held it for very long, but when it was made, I think it was the most expensive movie. It was for, like,
0: a month or something. I think I very remember short. reading that. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, box Office... 329.8 million. So. It's funny
1: that, like, it really was a pretty good success, but yeah. like, nobody talks about it anymore. Right. Like, yeah. No one, even I was talking to people about it today, and they were like, oh, yeah, I saw
0: that once, and then they never. It's so crazy, because it's so. It's really good. It's really good, and it's, like, so unordinary. Yeah. That you'd think it'd be, like, a cult classic. You'd think, yeah. Yeah.
1: And even I kind of discovered it late because it was something, I saw it as a kid and like I'd go yeah. to Disneyland and go on the ride. Yeah. But it wasn't until I think I was like 15 and it came on TV and I remember watching it and going, wait, this is really good. Why does no one talk about this? Oh it? my gosh. And then I just got like obsessed with it. But I, for the first like 15 years of my
0: life, probably saw it maybe once. Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. Ditto. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the quiz. Okay, I'm ready. I've been studying. Okay. What club does Jessica sing at? The Ink and Paint Club. Yes. Um, what was Acne's bestseller? The hand buzzer? Yes! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um out of all the people Roger asked where Valiant's office was, who knew? A
1: uh, bartender?
0: Close. The liquor store guy. Of course. Of course.
1: course. It is obvious. The
0: liquor store (laughs) guy. The liquor store guy. Okay. um, My next question was, who voices Jessica? Kathleen Turner. Turner. I'm always very fascinated with her career. Yeah. um, Because she, at one point, like, this is going to sound real shady, and I don't mean it to be at all. I think she's so cool. Right. She's awesome. Yeah. But at one point, she was literally the most beautiful woman in Hollywood. Yeah. She like, really was. just people loved her so much. Mm-hmm. And she just didn't age well. Yeah. And not even that she's ugly, but she just, like, she didn't yeah. age gracefully, I guess. Yeah, I feel like she didn't. I mean, it sucks that women have to
1: put so much work yeah. into their looks in Hollywood, especially as you age. But I feel like maybe she just didn't care. And right. And she's like, I have other things. Yeah. So I'm not. And she did. She kind of made a career out of what made her really unique,
0: which was her voice and Mm -hmm. her...
1: Yeah, so, yeah, she has a
0: very interesting career. It's like she was, like, the it girl, and then all of a sudden, like, Mm -hmm. suddenly, she just isn't. I'm wondering if, like, she made the decision. I so hope that she did. Yeah. What is the name of the crazy woman who chases Eddie through Toontown?
1: Oh my god, she has a name?
0: Yeah, they say her Do name they say once. It? Actually, I actually don't know if they say her name at all. That's okay. I may have just looked it up. That's okay. I feel like, like I should still know it. <laughs> I don't... Well, is she an actual... Did they create her for the movie? Or is she an actual character? There is... Character? I think I have a note later on about that. Okay. I want to say, but I might be wrong. And I'll just mm-hmm. edit it out. <laughs> um... That she is based on someone's ex wife. Oh. On an animator's ex wife. Okay. Or a filmmaker's ex wife. I think I read that. That didn't end I well. I think I have a note about it later. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. Her name is Lena. Lena? Yeah. That's
1: a pretty name. It's a pretty name. Yeah. Like
0: a lot. I know I have a note about her later, so we'll I'm find really out. I'm really excited to find out about her. Yeah. Lena. <laughs> 'Cause it's a really weird part of the movie. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and a little like you're like, Oh, it's a little like okay. The whole
1: Toontown Ugh. craziness. Any other movie that would drive me insane, but because Eddie is so driven yes, insane by exactly it, it, like yeah. No,
0: it's definitely my anxiety it, like goes yeah. up. Mm-hmm. when we go to Toontown. And
1: which. it's funny because like, I listened to it with the commentary last night and no one wants to go to Toontown. The hilarious. filmmakers are like, this place is nuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to go. There's no order. No order. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Who was the first choice to play Eddie? Phil Murray. Yes, Phil Murray. Murray. Do you know the story of it?
1: I heard that... They they called I don't know if it was his agent or someone and they said he wasn't interested and only later he
0: found out that he was the first choice and he like screamed. I read that they couldn't get a hold of him. That yeah. Nobody that's what could it was. get a hold of him. Yeah. Which is normal for him. Right. And that happens. That's often. right
1: because doesn't he not have an agent? Does he? Yeah. Have his he's own stuff?
0: completely like independent. That's why. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't get a hold of him. Yeah. So and he like just disappears. Yeah. Hmm um so but he yeah he said that when he read he read in an interview yeah that he was they were trying to get a hold of him after the fact Mm -hmm. and he was in a public place i'm sure he was reading a magazine or reading a (laughs) newspaper i just Mm -hmm. imagine him like a a hotel lobby or something and he read that and he screamed yeah like he says he screamed his lungs out because he definitely would have accepted the role yeah (laughs) <laughs> I like, feel like he would have been really good. Oh Well, Bill, yeah. <laughs> you have to answer get your an phone. <laughs> get an agent. <laughs> Tim Curry was considered for Judge Doom. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he get the part?
1: Wasn't it something like he wasn't scary enough? Or, you know,
0: he was too scary. He was too scary. He was too scary. He was too scary. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Oh, me too. Oh, oh my God. He, he would be too scary, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I think
1: I would suspect him more the whole time oh yeah yeah because
0: he just looks
1: because i would be like you are up to something instead of like christopher lloyd i'm like right you think you're up to something but you're not and then it turns out he is yes yeah
0: exactly the ingredients for the dip is turpentine benzene and acetone Mm -hmm. what are those three things used for in real life dissolving like paint and paint thinner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love the smell of turpentine yeah i love the brandy carlisle song turpentine have you heard I it? Don't I don't it's really I know. It's really beautiful. She talks about how she loves the small of Town as well. Oh, okay. Okay. We can relate. Yeah. Um, the proposed route for Dim's Freeway would have become which highway in LA? Oh. It's a specific one. Oh, that's a
1: fun fact. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to say the 101? Mm-mm. The 405? Mm-mm. The 5? Mm-mm. 134? Just keep so guessing.
0: <laughs> You'll eventually find it. Oh. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what? There's a ghost. There's a ghost in our mind. okay the 10 that's it damn it (laughs) um what's the password to get into the ink and paint club walt sent me Yes. Yes. which when i was little i was like i thought that the guy who sent him was named walt and so he didn't have to say a password and then like this one time i was like oh no he's talking about disney yeah we're gonna finish this make some more yeah okay are you down i'm down okay
1: I have marshmallow in mine.
0: Yeah, I just I just swallowed the
1: marshmallow. Word to the wise, if you're making this drink, the marshmallow dissolves in the alcohol. It does, and it looks weird. <laughs> it does.
0: And also, whiskey-soaked marshmallow yes. is disgusting. It's not good. So it is purely aesthetic, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carolyn also didn't mention that she made little, like, cocktail um oh, yes. stick thingies. So my cocktail sticks
1: that I have in my personal collection are skulls. And the skulls didn't quite fit with the drink. I thought about keeping them in and making them, like, Judge Doom. But they looked wrong with the drink. So I covered them with, like, the pattern of Roger Rabbit's bow tie. Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. This is all alcohol. I'm going to feel like a tune after this it's
0: <laughs> This is a serious drink. This
1: is a serious drink. And I thought, okay, because in keeping with the movie and Eddie Valiant, I yeah. was like, I mean, it would make sense to just drink the whiskey straight. Yeah. just And not even in a glass. Just pour shots. But I can't handle shots.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so That's totally fine.
1: It made it a little more enjoyable. You right? look back and you're like, when did I drink the whole thing? <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Yeah, was that the quiz? How'd I do? That was the quiz. You did really well. Woo. You at least, A minus. For some reason, I didn't remember that all of the Fantasia characters are in it. You know, yeah. they're walking around the studio, right? and then uh, Dumbo shows up, right? Yes. And then he's like, oh, and then we have all the Fantasia characters on Retainer or whatever. Like, they oh, yeah. borrowed them. Yeah. Um, and then as he walks around, it's just, like, all of the Fantasia characters yeah. are all around him. Mm-hmm. And I totally did not remember that. Really? Which is crazy, because
1: I, like... I love Fantasia. I love Fantasia too. I feel like we're we're owed another Fantasia soon. I agree. There's a very like small group that loves Fantasia, and it's like you either love Fantasia or you just don't get it. Like you, it's not your thing. Because I get it. It doesn't have like a story. Right. It can be hard for some people to follow, but
0: I love Fantasia. I do. I love Fantasia too. I love. Just the fan- the fantasy of it. Yeah. And also, like, I fill in my own story. Right. I feel like everyone. My yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too. I mean, obviously my favorite is, like, The Centaurs. I love that one. That's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, I'm that one, and you're this one, and I don't
1: know. <laughs> one of the things that I love about it, from a filmmaking standpoint, is that Robert Zemeckis went into it saying, I'm not going to change the way i shoot a film Uh i'm gonna shoot it the way i would do anything because everyone was saying there are rules with animation you don't move the camera you don't do this you don't Mm -hmm. do that and he was like no Mm -hmm. i'm i'm not gonna do that and it led to them pushing themselves so hard i i don't (laughs) understand how this movie yeah i know it had it had more visual effects shots than Return of the Jedi. Oh my gosh,
0: like, that's crazy. And, and
1: ILM did it, and they, oh my god, they were so scrapped for animators that they pulled students to, like, work on it. Wow. Which, as a student, can you imagine? Getting pulled
0: to work how? on it? Oh my gosh. I know. That's, like, so exciting. So yeah,
1: that's one of the things I love about it is, and then it's funny, because Robert Zemeckis talked about how it actually made it easier mm-hmm. to, to shoot it, was, I, I don't know how. I've never
0: done animation. I guess I could see, like, if you... If animation has all these rules, sure, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, like, if you do it the way the director wants it to be done, then you have to do it. Like... Right. It forced them... It forces them to think outside the box. Yeah. And to just do it.
1: And they were able to. Yes. And now it's not such a problem. And they still... I hear the story all the time, and I don't know how true it is, because I've only heard it on, like, Tumblr and places like that but about the phrase bumping the lamp oh yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so allegedly there's this phrase in disney still that they use called bumping the lamp and it comes from the scene where roger and eddie are handcuffed and they go into this old like speakeasy kind of room Mm -hmm. and eddie's trying to oh and they walk in and i forget who but somebody bumps their head on this overhead light and it swings back and forth during the entire scene. Yeah. Which means as you're shooting it and animating it, you have to change all of those shadows. Match it. Change Yeah, mm-hmm. match it. You have to mm-hmm. change the light on the animation. I mean, frame by frame, you have to change it. And they did it. And I there's so, there's so many scenes like that. that yeah. I, I feel like I would have, gotten lazy yeah like one of the things they did one of the reasons i thought was interesting why jessica rabbit's proportions are so crazy was because they didn't want to get accused of rotoscoping over an actor oh,
0: so that's why, that's why it changes
1: yeah that's why yeah. she's so i mean her waist is so yeah tiny it yeah. also came from like a story point but yeah, one of the reasons was they didn't want to get accused of this, and they didn't. And I feel like if I was making the movie, I would have been like, let's just shoot it with actors. And yeah, right. <laughs> but they didn't. I mean, they had, they built they built robots to, like, right. film some yeah. of the scenes. And yeah. It's just crazy.
0: I love movies that become, like, obvious cult classics and stuff because mm-hmm. they weren't successful in theater runs. Mm-hmm. But, like, thank God that this was successful in a the theater run. Right.
1: Because it's not
0: a cult classic right now. Not really. really. I mean, people love it, but, yeah. like, you don't see people with T-shirts. No, there's no midnight screenings. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was a critical hit. Yeah. So, but that's so validating. Yeah. For the makers. Yeah. And for creativity in general. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. I love the noir feel. Me too. I love Such. a good femme fatale. Yes. I love how it's it's an obvious parody of noir, but it feels yeah. very genuine. It's yes. coming from a very genuine it's a, place. It's coming from a love of yes. noir. Yeah. Which Robert Zemeckis obviously loves noir. You see it, I feel like, in... Just, like, yeah. traces of it in, mm-hmm. I feel like, any of his movies. Yeah.
1: I always I, thought, like, watching it, I thought it was more of a parody of Chinatown. Like, uh... when I was first watching it, but then it's funny, because... Like I watched, like I said, I watched it with the commentary last night. The only time they mention Chinatown is when they say, "Isn't the car that Jessica Rabbit's driving? Isn't that the car that Faye Dunaway drives in Chinatown?" And uh, they are like, "Oh yeah, it is.
0: That's funny." And I was
1: like, "Wait, they didn't think this was a parody of Chinatown." <laughs> I love good noir. There's some bad. Oh yeah, film noir. Oh yeah, even ones that at the time got critical
0: acclaim. I've watched it now like, oh. and I'm like, This is boring, you guys. <laughs> I think a perfect example of like a good noir film mm-hmm. that is also a critical hit is The Maltese Falcon.
1: Okay, I'm really ashamed to admit I've never seen the Maltese it's Falcon. Great. I need to watch that one. I watch probably not once a year. I watch you friend Roger Rabbit at least once a year. Um, but Double Indemnity I watch every couple of years. That's one of my favorites. Have I seen that? Is that... It's Billy Wilder, and it has um, Barbara Stanwyck and... Is it Jimmy Stewart? I'm going to be really mad at myself. I don't know if I've seen that, but I feel like I should have. Yeah, it's really... It's one of... People say that one and the Maltese Falcon are like the two top. Yeah, yeah, film yeah. Ones. But then I also love like Sunset Boulevard.
0: is yes. technically
1: noir. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that movie. But yeah. both of
1: them are Billy Wilder, and he's one of my favorite directors. So.
0: Every every sip of this, I'm like, bah.
1: I know you're like, oh. it gives you like chills. <laughs> yeah, I know. you can feel it hit your stomach. Yeah, like like bricks. Yeah, very much like a cartoon <laughs> hitting your stomach. This drink is a tune, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. a hard-hitting tune. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the actors went through mind training, which
0: I think Ooh, is really interesting. Yeah, that's because a really good
1: note. They talk a lot about one of the things they had to really maintain was the eye line, mm-hmm. and because they're not, they would film the scenes. They built these like puppets, so they would film it. Not film. Actually, they wouldn't even film it. They would stage it and rehearse it with these puppets, and then take the puppets out and then the actors just had to do it. Right. So Bob Hoskins especially was amazing at, like, this mime work, and he just really delved into it, and that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's so great, is you believe. I mean, there's not a
0: second where I watch this movie where I think that they're not interacting. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then it's, like, levels of it, so you're, Mm -hmm. like, when you do, like, in a moment, you're, like, especially the scene where they're... um, where they are handcuffed together. Yeah. I remember watching it and thinking, "Oh my gosh, they're not he's not really handcuffed to him." No. Oh my gosh, all Yeah, those you things have to like be moving yourself. in the room. Yeah. because he because Roger keeps bumping into them. Yeah. And, you, and, like, you start thinking about, like, just the logistics of filming oh, it. Yeah. And you're like, it's too much. I'm just going to go back to... Right, the, that's um, how I feel, too. He has his hand, love, handcuffed. I'm overwhelmed.
1: Yeah, it's too overwhelming. <laughs> yes. How did you make it? Um, One of my favorite scenes is where they're in um, Eddie's office, and Roger comes in, and he goes to sit down in Eddie's um, brother's old chair that he clearly yes, hasn't touched because yes, it's all dusty. Yes, and, Roger puts his hand on it and then Eddie screams at him and he takes his hand off and there's just like fingerprints in yeah. the dust and I, I don't know why that like speaks volumes it's to strange. me <laughs> oh my
0: gosh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh my gosh. Just from the storytelling
1: right. and the technical aspect of it just yeah. those little fingerprints in the dust I'm like oh my god
0: that's <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah Donald and Daffy playing together yeah you know like and that's the first time you see a Warner Brothers character and a Disney character in the same frame together. Mm-hmm. And, like, maybe, I don't, you know, like, I feel like only people back then in the know in the industry would mm-hmm. realize what a legal nightmare that must have been. Oh, my God. But just, like, I feel like now, just, like, everyone would be like, oh, my gosh, because, like, yeah. I feel like it's common knowledge. Back then, I don't think people stuff. even knew oh, that belongs to them, he belongs to them. Because, like, I did read, um, and I'm sure you know Mm -hmm. this, but um, Warner Brothers would only allow the use of their cartoons if they got the same screen time as the Disney cartoons. Um, So this led to Donald and Daffy and Mickey and Bugs appearing on screen together, and they additionally, um, they have the same amount of lines, and they're on the screen for the exact same amount of time, down mm-hmm. to the frames. Um, and mm-hmm. it was, like, a legal back and forth. Yeah.
1: And they credit Steven Spielberg with being able to seal that deal, and uh... I don't know how or why. Interesting. But, he, I mean, he was involved, I think, as, like, an executive producer. I think he was,
0: yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. he,
1: he was definitely in the room. I think, oh, God, what was it? He wrote... I think he – there's a joke in there where they're talking about um, the probate that they have to get. So the whole the whole storyline is Cloverfield is trying to take over Toontown, and they talk about, like, yes. the probate. Yes. And I guess in a meeting, Spielberg was like, okay, you have to explain to the audience what this is. Ah. So that's why there's that scene in there. And they're like, but you have to make it interesting. So I guess it was Steven Spielberg that made the joke about prostate. About uh, like, Roger saying, "Oh, my uncle had problems with his pro rate," and, like, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, that's good. We'll put it in there." And I guess Steven Spielberg was like, "No, I didn't mean that exactly." <laughs> <not
0: funny. laughs> He's like, "Figure something out." That's but hilarious. They, they kept it in there. Yeah. I just feel like that kind of thing would not happen today. I don't think that they no. could breach a. No. But the other thing is Disney's so huge now. I feel like they would have. There's either to two Brothers. ways it would have
1: worked out. They either would have said, "Absolutely not, we're not working you. Yeah. We'll make our own." Yeah. Or Disney would have just bought them. Right. And then exactly they would have just owned them. It's,
0: it's oh a my god. World. <sighs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't even. Imagine. But thinking
1: about it, yeah, back then, and it was back. I mean, I feel like to me and you. I'm sure it does not feel like it was that long ago because we were you know, being born or babies. And... <laughs> we were being born
0: our babies. <laughs> yes, it doesn't
1: feel like it was that long ago. But even when this movie was being made, the original voice actors were still around. And right. they all reprised their roles. Yeah. So it was long enough ago that they were... Betty Boop was crazy. still alive. I know, oh my gosh. I want to talk about the rigs that they would build. Okay. I mentioned the robots. <laughs> but, okay, one scene... And what amazes me about this movie is I watch it, and I, for most of the scenes, don't even think about how in the world they do this, right, because right. it's just so natural. Yeah. So, the scene in the Ink and Paint Club, where, I didn't even notice this, so you have all the penguins from, like, Mary Poppins yeah, walking around yeah, yeah. with the drink trays. Yeah, so. so, those are, like, physical drink trays,
0: mm-hmm. and they had them on
1: poles going through, like, Lines that they built in oh my God. the floor so that they could like whisk all these drink trays around around physical actors and then animate over them. And they did this with like the scene in the bar where Roger smashes all the plates over his head. Right. It was a robot with like a suction cup that would just the uh-huh. plates and like break it so <laughs> actors could like physically interact. Like oh I mean gosh. that was actually happening. And. It just amazes me and there's even like they even bring miniatures into it so when Eddie drives into Toontown even okay hearing this in the commentary I was even confused by how they did this so mm-hmm. he was in the car the shots looking through the tunnel are miniatures like they built the miniature tunnel and then somehow they like put that on to Eddie in the car so that you could see the reflection on the car windshield i don't even know how they did it wow but they even did miniatures of this and when like the dip machine breaks through the brick wall Mm -hmm, at the very end Mm -hmm. um that was a miniature and they had to put every brick in brick by brick to rebuild it and they did multiple shots of that oh my gosh i just i don't know where their patience these
0: people yeah i hope that they were paid i I hope so too for all Thank this you. work. <laughs> it's so much work. It's so much work. Yeah. Who
1: who would think that this movie would be successful? Would be successful.
0: Oh my gosh, such a gamble. Yeah. Yeah, totally. They were lucky to have Roberts and who is already a huge yes. director. Mm-hmm. There's so many like physical gags. Mm-hmm. And I just watching this movie as a child versus watching it as a adult oh, is yeah. a completely and 100 percent different experience yes first of all because when you're a kid you only like you focus on the animation right, you respond to you focus on characters. the goofiness mm-hmm. you focus on the gag, like the physical gags right you don't follow the story at all no, no. i had no idea i right, me neither no who knows oh, what, what this movie's about?
1: i didn't I, it's not that I didn't like it as a child, but I probably saw it and thought, oh, that was good. Put Mary Poppins on again.
0: Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. I definitely watched this as a kid, but like, it's not my, it wasn't what I wanted to watch. No. Right? Mm-mm. I wanted to watch. Aladdin. Or Aladdin or yeah. The Lion King or right. Little Mermaid or whatever. Yeah. It's so interesting watching as an adult because you mm-hmm. pick up all of the Oh yeah, innuendo. Yep, innuendo <laughs> as well. And there's so much.
1: So much. <laughs> like,
0: this is not a kids' movie. No. But because it had animation, right? People in the 80s thought it was. They're like, no, Mickey Mouse, Mouse dumb. is in it. Yeah, like, they're we, like, we for might kids. make
1: an erection joke, but Mickey Mouse is in it. So it's so fine It's Fine, for kids. Yeah. I'm like no it's not like no this is an adult this was like movie. family guy
0: before family guy
1: yeah oh yeah You're for right. sure
0: mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. people animation is not always for children no <sighs>
1: feels like you had to get that out <laughs> i just had to get it out okay <laughs> oh you know what's really cool okay something i learned so, the music, Alan Silvestri did the music. Yes. So, mm-hmm. legend. I mean, he did Back to the Future. Yeah, I love him. Most recently, he did Thor Ragnarok, which is a really <sighs> so cool good. score. Really fun. So um, He's so great. But they brought, I think they, it was, like, the London Philharmonic or something that yeah. recorded it. It was, like, <laughs> some big thing in London. And um, then they brought in a jazz band to bring in, like, the 1940s kind of the okay. field. Okay, okay. And all of Jessica Rabbit's music is, like just the jazz band riffing oh like they didn't, okay like compose it mm-hmm. they just showed them the footage and the jazz band was like okay let's just go
0: which is cool jazz. yeah that's mm-hmm. just improv jazz yeah which makes sense it makes sense and it's gorgeous music what a cool thing to be if i was an improv okay so i was in like jazz choir Ooh. so we improved. a little bit okay it was like bullshit I just know just from that little taste I had of mm-hmm. improv jazz vocally yeah not in any band type of way mm-hmm. but if I was a member of a jazz band and someone was like watch this sexy cartoon yeah. walk across a screen and improv mm-hmm. her like walking right that's so like, cool what do you do? Yeah. yeah like that is amazing and it like that's great. a dream like you yeah. can't
1: tell that it's just guys, like, figuring it out. That's it sounds awesome. like a yeah.
0: I didn't know that. That's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. The in, Ink and Paint Club's policy of only letting tunes into the premises... Oh, this is not me. This is what I
1: found. Copy and paste?
0: Yeah. That's okay. You. I have yeah. it too. to <laughs> make sure that I made that clear. <laughs> um, into the premises as entertainers and employees, not as customers, is a reference to numerous segregated venues during the mid 20th century such as harlem's cotton club god mm-hmm. oh, that's a horrible name uh the venue was located in i never in an... thought about that yeah <laughs> until you said that i was the yeah.
1: the cotton club the i cotton... never ever yeah. thought about any other meaning of that
0: the venue was located in an african and neighbor american neighborhood the performers and staff were african-american and the shows often had uh pandering jungle themes but only Mm -hmm. white people were allowed in as customers. Yes, must up. I mean, tunes are a full allegory for minorities. And actually, I think
1: that's what the filmmakers were going for more than anything. They even say it in the commentary. They're like, this is a movie about civil rights. It is. It's very hidden by, like, fun and
0: tunes. But if you
1: really think about, like, what the tunes are fighting for and all this stuff, it's civil rights.
0: Yes. I can see how in that time white people yeah. who were ignorant yes. could see Harlem and those type of black neighborhoods right. as a tune. Because
1: Toon is only crazy to the humans. Yes. To the tunes it makes perfect sense. Yes. So it really it, it does work as an allegory.
0: And it's very the only
1: reason that Eddie has to dislike tunes is that a tune killed his brother by dropping a piano on his head. But that was one like one tune and he Hates yes. everyone across and he the board. He gen- all completely generalizes, generalize. and everyone else does mm-hmm. for even less of a reason.
0: Ding ding, ding ding
1: ding ding! Here we are. Okay. <laughs> so Roger Rabbit—they designed him kind of like a triangle. Okay. If you look at him, he's very like triangle-shaped. One reason is he doesn't have shoulders. Yes. So that was again so that they wouldn't get accused of rotoscoping over a human.
0: Sure. Also,
1: they designed him to be the shape of a dunce cap.
0: Okay. Yeah. So okay. He's
1: very much like a triangle. That makes sense. Um, and Judge Doom, if you look at him, he has very vulture like features. Yes. Like they, I, I didn't even realize this for a long time. He has like a prosthetic nose. Yeah. And it, like I noticed the teeth, because he has fake teeth, because he's a toon, so he like uses that to look more like a human. But his nose is very vulture like. And. Much like Hannibal Lecter, he never blinks.
0: He doesn't. He no, does that's one of my notes, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Christopher Lloyd, they asked him never to blink. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is interesting because he has those sunglasses on the whole time. Yeah. So you you're right. don't really You don't really see his him. eyes. Like, you yeah. do, but not enough to, like, notice that he's not blinking. Exactly. I never know. So. <laughs> and I remember the commentary that
1: talked about it, I was like, eh, like
0: Hannibal? I remember even when I was little, I was like, that
1: guy looks fake. Yeah. And he shows up at the scene where he like turns into his tune self and talks with a really high pitched voice, shows up on all those like buzzfeed lists of childhood yeah. things that messed you up. Scare the shit out of
0: Yeah. Me, which scares the shit out of me today. Oh yeah. He's very Terrifying. Unnerving.
1: And can yeah. you
0: imagine if Tim Curry was that? Oh. No.
1: No. That would
0: be legitimately <laughs> First nice. of all, I don't think Tim, they would have to put makeup on Team Curry no. to make him look like a Toon. He would have just done it. <laughs> it would have been a, He would have showed suddenly. up and he'd be like, what did you do to your face? And he'd be
1: like, nothing. Like, I'm just like, making the face. I actually am a tune. I
0: am this. Yeah, He's a really interesting villain in that mm-hmm. like, he's just... So classically a villain. Yes, he's very like snidely whiplash, like yeah.
1: twirling his mustache. Yes, exactly. It, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes,
0: yes. But then yeah. the reason why he's a villain is like kind of stupid. Like what's his reason? He wants to build the freeway. Oh, I know. I like... love <laughs> that's his idea because like that's <laughs> yes. our world. Yes. <laughs>
1: and they're like only an idea exactly that's crazy exactly. be thought of by a oh tune. Gosh. And I'm like, oh god. So good. I think but... like it's very relatable in today's times. Having a tune like in positions of power. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's get into Betty Boop. Oh, gosh. I have a few things to say about Let's Betty Boop. Let's talk Boob. about Betty Boop. Okay, so she says since cartoons went to color, she hasn't worked much. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So my question is, and maybe they answered this in the commentary. Okay. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Were all cartoons on TV black and white? Mm-hmm. And then they got the technology for color? Or mm-hmm. only those tunes were physic Wait, shut up. How did I... Okay. <laughs> Take another sip of your drink. me too
1: it burns like turpentine going down
0: (laughs) it's rough man okay we're all cartoons on TV black and white okay and then they got technology and they can have color TV right Right. like we okay like real life yes or only black and white characters who are naturally black and white like her Mm -hmm. suffered from the technology
1: okay getting
0: made does that make sense? Yes.
1: They didn't talk about it at all in the commentary or anything I've seen.
0: It's such a confusing what, sentence.
1: What I know about black and white to color is that color technology happened a long before, not long before, but before most Americans could afford color TV. Right. So things like even I Love Lucy episodes, were they shot? In, there were some TV shows that were shot in color And then no one even saw them in color because they just didn't have color TVs. Because nobody had color TVs. I don't know what led to the downfall of Betty Boop. I don't know if it was that she couldn't go to color. Right? Is she?
0: Because with color. Because then is she like a minority within a minority? Because she's only black and white. I think that's. I think
1: that's what they're saying in the movie. Is that. She was black and white, so she cannot go to color. Right. Like, no one colored her or whatever. Right. So work's been hard because she she can't go into that Right.
0: World. Um, I had another point and I forgot it. <laughs> if you forget your point, you take a drink. Mm-hmm. This is the rule. That's the rule. There we go. (laughs) Her sentence is very confusing. I think
1: her sentence is like a metaphor for... It's a metaphor
0: for sound.
1: Right. And not everyone could transition to sound. Not everyone Mm -hmm. can transition to color. Poor Betty Boop. I also
0: wonder if when Jessica comes out, Betty's very like, oh, all the boys love her or something like that. Do you think Betty is jealous of Jessica? I
1: think... I think... Betty used to be Jessica. Yes. And now she's not. But like, <laughs> as a cartoon, you are you're stuck. Yeah. Like that. She will yeah. be stuck with that. Her Which whole life. is almost even worse it than growing old because you you can't. So yeah. you you're kind of torn between being expected to be like sexy Betty Boop your whole life, but then being like, I'm tired. I'm old. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. No one cares. And like, what do you do when then you right. become a waitress?
0: Because she still yeah. she looks just as sexy yeah. as she did when she was on all the right. fighter planes and in the forties.
1: They, they can't even change their clothes these two. Yeah. yeah,
0: and she is now old news, mm-hmm. still in the hottest vision of herself. Yes, yes, which completely. is so
1: tragic. It is so sad. I'm so sad
0: for many people. Betty Boop, we love you. When I was at Universal, we had Mm -hmm. like an actress who would play Betty Boop. Ooh, okay. Um, and I would get scheduled to work with her Mm because I was like a character handler. Okay. And she would never be there. Like, like, there's no Betty Boop today. So I literally would just like sit around for. Was
1: that that they like Betty Boop called in sick and they were like, well, we don't really care about Betty (laughs) Boop.
0: It's so funny because Betty Boop would only she only works in the VIP area. Oh. And whenever I had a Betty Boop set, yeah. there was no Betty Boop. And I think they only had, like, okay. two actresses who would play Betty Boop. Yeah. But I'm like, so wait, Betty Boop is not a, like, fuzzy character? Right. Because right? you think that she would be because she doesn't look human? She doesn't. I don't
1: know She what has weird
0: proportions, right? her
1: face doesn't exactly. look human. Exactly.
0: No, she's a girl in a dress, in a Betty Boop dress, in Betty Boop a dress. brunette and a Betty Boop Do dress. Do they
1: change her skin tone to be, like, no. gray? No.
0: Ridiculous. Is she, like, just
1: a white girl? Or she's no? a
0: white girl in a brunette wig with a Betty Boop dress on. And That's I was so just like, No. No. This is not worth it. I feel
1: like they missed a chance to like make a black and white. I
0: think character. that would be so cool. I
1: always wanted to go as like I love like Lucy, yes, Lucy yeah, yeah. for yeah. Halloween, but like black
0: and white. I love a black and white look.
1: Yeah. Um okay, I tried my best while I was watching it last night to take a tally of the alcohol Ooh, like the drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So
1: it was hard because Eddie interacts with alcohol a lot but doesn't always get to drink it so he gets interrupted a lot like he'll pour himself a drink and someone like there's one scene where dolores literally covers the drink with her hand like he gets interrupted a lot or dumbo shows up in the window and he drops it yeah so i have let me count one, two, three, four, five, six. so nine times i counted he interacts with alcohol meaning he picks it up or he pours himself a drink or he pours someone else a drink but he only gets to drink two of those. Do you think that's on purpose? I think so. I think it's kind of like Eddie gets interrupted in his life so much, and that's where his frustration comes from. Is no one like he's one of those guys? He's just like, let me live my life. Let right. Me do what I want. Right. I'm only doing this for money. Stop interrupting me. And they interrupt his favorite thing, which is his alcohol.
0: I have an interpretation of it. Okay. Everyone talks about what a drunk he is. Yeah. That's really the... When someone asks about Eddie, Mm -hmm. is he's drunk. Yeah. And they make that very apparent, but now that you're saying this, he doesn't drink a lot throughout the movie. And I think he is a drunk, Mm -hmm. but getting on a case and actually living his life is distracting him from being a drunk
1: yeah i can see that it almost seems because in the scenes where he does pour alcohol he's either pouring it like he'll pour it for roger because when tunes drink alcohol they freak Freak out freak out yeah so he pours it to get them out of a sticky situation or he pours it i think the first time to like calm him down something. yeah he
0: tries to calm him down right
1: um Or it's like he's, it's almost like he's living up to his stereotype or trying to Mm -hmm. be that Mm -hmm. macho man Mm -hmm. that's like, I'm masculine. I'm Mm going to pour myself a drink. But yeah, he, I mean, he gets interrupted. He doesn't pour himself another one so that he can drink it. He just moves on. Yeah. 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 I think you're right that there's.
0: I think it's like life has shown up, Eddie. And so Mm -hmm. you don't drink. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he'll drink when he's when he has nothing else to do because he's sad. Exactly. But if he has something to do, I mean, that's why he takes the case, I think, to just right. get his mind off of mm-hmm. his sorrows.
0: So let's talk about Jessica. Oh, okay. Uh, I love it. Jessica Robert. I know. Oh. Okay, <laughs> so she is at once, she at once represents pure objectification of a woman. Completely. As yes. a sexual object. Yes. And then I just love her. I do, too. Even though that's what she is. That's
1: what she is, and like, okay, random fact because this doesn't really fit in anywhere. But the animator animated her backwards from like a normal woman. So when she walks, where a normal woman's boobs would like bounce up and yeah. down, hers do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so when a normal woman they would like bounce up, hers bounce down and yeah, backwards.
0: Yeah. So interesting.
1: Nothing about her makes sense. No. But I I love her because. You feel empathy for her, especially with her line, like, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way.
0: Which is such a great line. It's such a great line. You can't
1: help what you look like. Yeah. And I think that, I think people are not willing to admit how much their physical looks affect who they become because it's how other people treat you Mm -hmm. and how other people treat you Mm -hmm. turns you into kind kind of who you are, no matter how strong of a person you are. Yes. It factors
0: in. And if you all see *I Feel Pretty* starring Amy Schumer, Ooh. which was wonderful, did you see it? <laughs> I have not seen oh it yet, gosh. but I'm really it's glad so that it's good. It's because
1: so... the marketing for
0: it, I was, I was not sold. Strange weird thing is that they never play *I Feel Pretty* throughout the whole movie. I but there's one out. scene where she's talking to a girl who is like the epitome of a hot girl today, oh. and she, the girl's crying because. Mm. She got broken up with. And Amy is like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. I think I misheard you. Right. She's like, you're hot. You got broken up with. Mm -hmm. You didn't break up with him. Yeah. And this girl is just like, oh, and she's like, but you're like dumb, pretty. Yeah. And the girl is just like, basically like the way that maybe Amy Schumer's character hates not being beautiful. Yeah. This girl hates being called dumb.
1: I can see that,
0: yeah. Right? So, like, there's different things that we all, like, have issues with.
1: And, like, women that are that beautiful Mm -hmm. tend to be just known for being that beautiful. Right. And everyone's like, oh, you're so pretty. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. You can be smart. You can be funny. Like, you can have all these other things. And it can suck to be known even for just being pretty. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think Jessica is constantly just, like she's underestimated yeah because she is the epitome of male objectification oh yeah and so they but she constantly shows that she is intuitive and smart and yeah compassionate and she's so in love with roger oh yeah and so um which i love me too.
1: I love that she's like... Because they ask her, they're like, what do you see in him? And she's like, he makes, makes me laugh. laugh. <laughs> and like, the men out there, that's what it yeah. takes. Just be nice and just yeah. laugh. Yeah. There's a yeah. whole, like, section I learned doing research for this. There's a whole section of the internet that uses Jessica as an asexual icon. Oh, interesting. Like, she's like a mascot for them yeah. now. And it's because... It really is because of that. Those lines, like... She's with Roger because he makes her laugh. Yep. There's not, like, a sexual mm-hmm. component. Mm-hmm. Even though later on, there's, like, a, a kind of innuendo. Like a I wouldn't about say that him. they
0: don't have sex. No,
1: she alludes to it yes. later on, for sure. But then there's that, I, I'm i not bad, I'm just drawn that way Right. line. So right. people have used her. Because there's nowhere in the movie does she say that she's, like, an infomaniac. So it's, like, implied. Her well, it's implied, yeah. yeah. And
0: when she says he makes me laugh, like And they really are awful. in love.
1: If you yeah. watch it, like every like her motivation is just keep Roger safe.
0: Yeah. Like exactly. she, she'll hit mm-hmm. him over
1: the head with a frying pan. I know, keep him I know, safe. I know.
0: I know. She's so amazing. She's so She's right. incredible. Yeah. She's the brains in their relationship. She definitely <laughs> is. He's so stupid. So we were talking about Betty Boop again. Yep. Yeah. Because this isn't a very Fascinating idea for us. Yeah, very. And we were talking about how Betty, if this movie was made now, mm-hmm. Jessica Rabbit would be the Betty Boop, right? Of now. Yes. And Who now would be
1: the new Jessica Rabbit? Exactly.
0: Um, I, I said a Kim Kardashian type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like computer generated animation. Right. So maybe like a
1: computer generated Kim Kardashian. Right, kind of. I can't think
0: of a specific character.
1: I can't either. But like, because they would probably make Jessica up. Rabbit was made up,
0: right? For so this. we would make so, up exactly. like a CG Kim Kardashian. Exactly. Yeah. But it's interesting that, and then we were talking about the main the staying power. Yes. Um, in history and mm-hmm. who has more of a legacy? Yeah. Betty Boop or Jessica Rabbit? And
1: Betty Boop. And be- Betty Boop, because without Betty Boop, there would be you no know, Jessica Rabbit. Exactly!
0: Yeah. OMG, the snake eats what? itself! <laughs> you guys! <laughs> this is all you. <laughs> we just broke down feminism for
1: you! You understand everything now. Alright. right don't know who it was, mm-hmm. but there was an alcoholic brand that offered the filmmakers $100,000 as like product placement okay. for Ro- I think it was Roger. Yeah, for Roger to take a sip of this ah, alcohol.
0: So all I can say is I know it's
1: probably not Wild Turkey. No, it's the only one they show. So it's another <sighs> type. It's another alcohol brand. But they weren't granted it. The filmmakers decided not to do it. Okay. So yeah, it was completely their idea. It sounds like they they were just like there was a reason behind it, but they. I mean, Roger drinks alcohol. I think they didn't just want to like pander to the product placement.
0: Well, also like when Roger drinks alcohol, it it's not like he enjoys it. No, it, right? I, it completely. I mean, he turns in he physically turns yeah. into like a steam. And thing. I feel like the filmmakers were probably like, "You probably don't want him. They did to bring drink that up, it. so yeah. maybe
1: maybe it was like that yeah, that was like, been. "Oh, maybe not. Yeah, we because. Take it
0: back? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it basically, like, rewires him. Yeah. They don't, I don't know. In a very violent, insane way. They they turn crazy. Right, yeah. (laughs) Which is not what, I mean, if I was selling a whiskey or something, I wouldn't want them. Right, I wouldn't want them to go. Well, Or, I don't know, though.
1: It depends. Because, well, I feel like the alcohol culture now is very different from Mm -hmm, the alcohol mm -hmm, culture of the past. mm -hmm. So nowadays, I feel like a company would be like, yeah, turn them into steam. It'll be great for spring break. Right. That's true. Yeah. But back then, people didn't want to go crazy on alcohol. Right. It was like a cool thing to drink, but no one wanted to be like, I'm a drunk. And nowadays people are like, I love alcohol. Let me drink. And there's it's also like, the yeah.
0: noir aesthetic that went along with yeah. it, too. So, like, noir uses alcohol as pure aesthetic. Yes. So
1: it's... And it's not a positive thing in noir. No. It's very negative. Alcohol
0: is usually a metaphor for mm-hmm. some kind of trauma or damage. Definitely. For a main character. Completely. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I know what. like, I get why they were like, nah. Yeah. No. It's better for you. But the filmmakers would say that this movie turned them
1: into alcoholics. Sure. So, it's a very fitting film for this
0: podcast. (laughs) So, I love Jessica. Mm -hmm. And everything she does, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes." Except for Mm. when she's playing patty cake and they make the sex noises while they're playing patty cake. Right. Like, I get it because it's like... Oh, it's innocent. Like you think yeah. that it's not innocent, but then it is because yeah. they're playing patty, patty cake, which mm-hmm. is like a cartoony thing. Yeah. But like, like is patty cake? I know patty cake is a metaphor for sex in the movie. They I use it that way. I'm with you. Yeah. But it actually, they actually but were they actually playing play patty, 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 cake. patty cake. I. And yeah. Why is she making that sound? I'm totally with you. While she.
1: Okay. I, this is all speculation. Okay. But hearing the filmmakers talk about it, it sounds like in their minds, Jessica was having sex with Marvin Agnew. Okay. Completely. So, but I don't, Disney did not go for it. That's what it okay. sounds like. Okay. So it sounds like okay. to them, patty cake is 100% a metaphor for sex. Right. As an audience, you think that until you see them actually the pictures. playing, pat- yeah, the picture exactly. is literally them playing patty cake. Yes. So I have the same question. Is patty cake cartoon sex? Yeah. Or are the filmmakers trying to make a metaphor? I can't answer it.
0: It's so confusing too because like, do Jessica and Roger just play patty cake and that's their sex? is
1: Jessica asexual and they don't have sex? Do they actually have sex and Patty Cake is a separate thing? Like, there are so many... There's so many questions. Yeah. And I wish I could answer... And it literally was a question I tried to get answered... Yeah. ...through the commentary, yeah. through documentaries, all my
0: research, but I couldn't. It makes sense that, the, that Disney... Like, that they... The original screenplay, yeah. Patty Cake is a metaphor for sex. Right.
1: And in the book, not at all there. Right. So in the book, it's really interesting because... So it's who censored Roger Rabbit, and that's really important because Roger is the one who died. Mmm. So in the book, the cartoons can make what they call doppelgangers of themselves. So they literally create another version of themselves To do, like, stunts or things like that. Oh, okay. So Roger creates a doppelganger. It's another physical version of himself, or cartoon version. Roger gets shot by someone. His doppelganger goes to Eddie Valiant to say, please clear me of this other murder and solve my murder. Interesting. So it's wildly different. Yeah. Jessica... And Roger only married for like a month or something like that. After only knowing each other for like a month, mm-hmm. and she goes back to her old boyfriend, who also ends up dead. Mm. So in the book, there's no like patty cake right, metaphor. metaphor. Yeah. Jessica is just going between people. I so it's it makes it harder to try to solve the. <laughs> the patty cake. I can
0: come almost up from. see patty cake being the metaphor, mm-hmm. and then deciding in their like a, an original draft, yeah, not showing the pictures, yeah, but then a the producer's note where mm-hmm. they're like show the pictures, right? She's Disney's
1: saying cake. we cannot yes. allude
0: to them having said. I can see that when show I show mean them pat- yeah. patty
1: cake, mm-hmm. and in listening to the filmmakers talk about it, it almost sounds like that's what happened. Yeah, but it's like. If I ever met Robert Zemeckis,
0: it would be one of my oh questions my for gosh, him. Oh my gosh, right? are
1: they playing patty cake? What the heck? are they having sex? <laughs> Answer my question. Because,
0: like, the other problem with that mm-hmm. is that if patty cake is sex... Yeah. And even if the action of playing patty cake yeah. is Roger's version of sex... Yeah. Then Jessica's reasons for doing it, mm-hmm. for keeping him safe, whatever... Mm-hmm. I don't feel like are enough to... To justify. To justify yeah. her doing that. And he is Because that's very pure upset. betrayal.
1: Yes. He's very upset by complaining yeah. playing Patty Cake. Yeah. It seems like the ultimate betrayal... There's a lot of laws in the tune world that are not explained. <laughs> I'm always so sad for the shoe that gets dipped. Oh my god, it's traumatizing. It's traumatizing. And that is a toned down version. Apparently they toned down the oh screeching of the shoe. Oh
0: It's terrible. It's so sad. It's, it's so sad. sad. Because he's, it's literally like watching a puppy get. It
1: killed. is. It completely. And like that shoe was a pair.
0: Yeah. What about it's... Right? right. That's like <laughs> point. I never even thought of that. Oh, God. Because, like, my parents were... I just, like, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, did they see this movie before they showed it to me? Right. Because, because like, did my parents I don't think this my on? mom would have wanted me to watch no, it. No, I don't think so. But
1: also, back in, like, probably the 90s when you and I were watching it, there was a much more, like, nonchalant, like, just turn it on, let them watch it. Well, also...
0: It's animation, so even like, if yes, they've seen it,
1: oh yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, but yeah, no, that shoe is really sad, and they t- tone down the screeching, so and it oh, still is. horrible I like as an adult, I sometimes turn away. Yeah, so I, I know. I'm like, I'm gonna like. I was literally like, phone. oh
0: yeah, this part, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, so sad. I love Dolores.
1: I love Dolores too. Yes. I don't know that much about that actress, mm-hmm. but I, I really like her. She's got that voice down she so does. good, and yeah. she's such a great character. Yeah, I, yeah, I love Dolores. She's
0: got it's like a femme fatale voice, but she's mm-hmm. not the femme fatale. No, she's yeah.
1: the the voice of reason. Yes, yes, yes. yes. completely sensible. <sighs> so precious.
0: Yeah, I love, I her. love it. I love it. I love, and I'm like, just take her to Island. I know, it. just come on, Eddie, come on, get out of your depression. Eddie, stop. So when I was growing up, the shaven haircut. Yeah. Uh, we would go on vacations and every hotel we would stay in, mm-hmm. that was our knock to know that it Aww. was one like if we went to go get ice or something. Right. That was our knock for the family to Aww. know that it was one of us. Yeah. So we like, da, 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 and then like da, da, and then we'd open the door. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's such a
0: classic thing and this movie taught me that it's called shaving a haircut. Yeah. I no idea. Yeah. This was that's one of the things like from this movie that was like a just like integrated itself into my life. Yeah. That I probably didn't even realize when I was young. Yeah. That that's what it was from. Mm-hmm. I don't even know like I guess I could ask my dad if he knew about shaving a haircut before I feel like it's one of
1: those things that's just so ingrained in our culture yeah. like, that you don't you don't even think yeah. about it. You just go da 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 da, and then someone can finish it. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Roger Rabbit would. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, oh yeah. So here's my thing. Oh, here's my note about Lena. Oh yeah. The yes, woman. Lena. Okay. Okay. It it doesn't answer any of our questions, either. but right. I say the woman in Toontown is she a drag queen?
1: She has oh. a lot of hair.
0: Uh And she has an Adam's apple. She does. She might be a man
1: in drag. She might be a man in drag. Here's who we need to answer this question. Okay. I don't know if anyone could tell in our pictures, but in the background of all of our pictures is our drag queen wall.
0: The wall of fear We
1: are an apartment obsessed with RuPaul's <laughs> Drag <laughs> Somebody answer our question. So they didn't say anything about her in the commentary? Not a thing. That's so interesting. And that could support the fact that it is someone's ex-wife. They didn't say a word about it. I don't remember what they were talking about. I feel like that's a very 80s and 90s thing to do to make a woman who's supposed to be unattractive as much like a man as possible. Yes. It's a very yes. outdated. I think that's what they were probably She's almost going like for. the antithesis of Jessica. She really is. Yeah. Like where mm-hmm. Jessica is the height of femininity to the point where it will never be achieved
0: and is Lita. also sexually aloof. Yes. Yeah. Yes, completely. She is a pure sexual object, but she is sexually yes. elusive. She's like, all you can do is
1: look at me. Yes. You cannot touch me. You cannot yes. do anything. Mm-hmm. Where Lena is like the nympho, mm-hmm. kind of like masculine yes. version of her. It's a very um, visual way of
0: saying she's the antithesis. Where now we have to be a little more nuanced about we it. We have to be. We have to be. Because the other problem with Lena is that Ugly women are desperate. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was a stereotype mm-hmm. back then, mm-hmm. and it's not. Now. Which is not true. Our world yeah. has
1: changed so much in the last like you guys, five years.
0: Oh, so much!
1: <laughs> Thank the millennials. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh,
0: I remember having nightmares about Doom getting run over by the Yeah. Yes. Okay,
1: fun fact about that that I learned during the commentary is mm-hmm. they built like different versions of puppets of him or and like they cut out versions of the steamroller so he like Christopher Lloyd could be there like screaming. Yeah.
0: It's actually it's traumatizing. it's traumatizing. Yeah. But the gag in Austin Powers where that happens, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It helped me be okay with really? this? Yes, I love that. Is, is that are you talking
1: about the scene where like the steamroller is getting yes, like close and yes. he's like screaming and, and he's, then like, he's like not moving, but
0: it's super far. He like oh definitely God. has time. I love how Doom, his evil plan is literally our real life. It is. We it. we live in Doom's world. When I was like going
1: to move to L.A. because I'm from Northern California, and I was looking to move to L.A. And I did a couple, like, trips down here to, like, apartment hunt, which if anyone is thinking about moving to L.A., don't bother. Like, (laughs) apartment hunting, just come down and meet people and try to move in with them.
0: Literally the week you're moving is when you're looking for an apartment.
1: It is, because you will never, ever be able to move into an apartment by yourself Mm -hmm. when you're first moving down Mm -hmm. here, unless you're a millionaire. Crash on someone's couch until you find a crisis. Exactly. That's Mm -hmm. the way to do it. So, I didn't know that. (laughs) I was trying to apartment hunt, and I stayed in a hotel down here, and the movie I put on my computer was Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because it was (laughs) such, like, an L.A. Hollywood movie. Oh my gosh, I know, right? So, that was what I turned on to, like, kind of try to
0: get myself into that Hollywood mindset. Not only do we live in this evil man's world, but... <laughs> yep in early in the film when valentine 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 Ooh, i like that though Ooh. it would have worked with valentine oh, mr valentine, <laughs> valentine. oh i can that. help me when he jumps on the bus with the kids. yeah he's the, like, red
1: mm-hmm.
0: the red car the red car yeah and he's like la we have the best. we have the best um public transit in yeah. the world and I remember, cause when I started watching, it's been it's been years since I'd watched it. Yeah. So like I forgot that that was Doom's evil plan yeah. was to make a freeway. Yeah. And so I was like, LOL, Valiant's got jokes. And one thing they
1: said in the commentary, and I did not know this, and I feel like I have to fact check this, but I didn't have time to. Something they say in the commentary is that the current freeways that we have in LA. Follow the route of the red car. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the original red car routes were the 101 yeah. and the 405. Yeah. And I don't know how true that is because to me they feel like they're very expansive. They're six lanes of... Right, right. I mean, to anyone who lives anywhere but California or New York, our freeways are six lanes of cars.
0: But I think that it's brilliant that, like doom's evil plan was already like even back in the 80s in oh yeah the way that it is it's so funny because yeah even back in the 80s you're watching you're like, Haha, you're like That's Haha, we have. wait it's the 10 freeway it's the 10 when the toon train hits the dip machine right mm-hmm. so when the dip machine goes into toontown like through and the, the wall? train yes I runs figured, over so. it mm-hmm. um each window of the train shows a murder yeah or a death taking place. They do. They talk and about it in the commentary. And you have to it frame by frame to see it. Yes. So Shows they love
1: they, love they, love they love talk love. about it in the commentary, and I was like, no, that's, no, there's no way. And then I Google it, and yeah. I found it frame by frame, and uh, yeah. Oh my. That is God. true. It's that insane. was my next fact. I was like, yeah. no, no. People, <laughs> people talk about there's there's this rumor that there's a scene where. Roger no is it Roger Jessica Rabbit and I think Eddie Valiant are in Benny the cab and they crash and she flies out oh the vagina the vagina shop.
0: yes yes
1: um I didn't delve too much into yeah, it yeah but I've heard that you can see everything I I.
0: there's screenshots and stuff and right? I was just
1: like that's that's a
0: reaching. as I
1: didn't I didn't go into it because I was like, anyone can fake this screenshot. The only person that knows the truth is that animator. Yeah, exactly. And I'm never going to get a hold of that specific animator. So I didn't go too in depth. But the (laughs) murder train. And then I looked it up and I saw the screenshots. And I'm like, oh, yep, that's a cartoon hanging. That's a stabbing.
0: The train that hits the the thing that right, kills when, the only thing that kills tunes. When the when the dip machine goes through
1: the brick the wall. wall that Ooh. I talked about earlier with yeah. the miniature yeah. and a train sails by every window has a cartoon murder. Whose idea was that? Like, we're <laughs> animating how many special effects shots. Let's add in a couple murders. (laughs) Throw in some murders. Yeah.
0: Oh, you fucking put some vagina on there? Yeah. How dare you? (laughs) I'm going to show you We have to recall everything because Jessica's vagina is showing. (laughs) But let's show some, like, 15 murders in one shot. literally. Yeah. Whatever. Crazy. I want you to rate this movie from 1 to 10 toon holes. <laughs> <laughs> Two holes, like yes. the like the, like the things hallway. that they find in the box, they, and yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, 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 okay. I have, I have an issue, because I'm i I'm a perfectionist. Yeah, so nothing can be like ten out of ten. Right. I'm gonna make it eight. Okay. Out of ten. Okay. And the only reason it's not nine out of ten is because I don't have patty cake answered. I agree. Right? Thank you. The patty cake thing is a like huge... The patty cake thing is, like... It's a huge, it's like, a dark spot
0: yeah. on the movie.
1: Zemeckis, please. It's an issue. <laughs> We're not full cool of I'm that. okay with suspending my disbelief... Right. To, ...to to let it go. But I feel like it would be... Nothing to me is 10 out of 10. So, 9 out of 10. It's pretty it's hot. close to perfect as you right. can get. Zemeckis, answer the patty cake... So we always end this podcast with some singing. We, you know what? I hear that and I'm like, I'm not singing. <laughs> 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 I don't
0: sing. I have a terrible singing voice. I'm well, not. Well, luckily it. for you, the song is the dumb song that it's movie. so dumb. Well, it's, it's so, so funny. Actually, the, another thing that this movie like inserted into my whole life mm-hmm. was whenever we went on a road trip. When we went through a tunnel, yeah. on the other side, my dad would start singing, Smile, don't you want smile? Yes, every time. So let's do that. Let's pretend we just went through a tunnel.
1: Okay, I've had enough drinks. Um,
0: I'll do it. We won't do it for very
1: long. <laughs> it's annoying enough, we don't need to sing it.
0: We're literally gonna do like the first
1: Is this gonna help me know the words? Cause all I know is Darnia and I seriously like recently.
0: I literally looked up (laughs) smile, darnia, smile lyrics, so (laughs) because I don't know the lyrics. Okay, 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 here we go. Smile Darnia smile You know this old world is a great world after. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Quick disclaims. Drinks and Disney is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Company. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at Drinks and Disney. Special thanks to Grace Sai for our music. Cheers, my Disney dears.